One Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your co-host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, uh, it's a weekly podcast where we feature some awesome women in Muncie and find out what the cool things they're doing and how they've gone boss. Awesome. Now, our guest today is going to be... Our guest today is Carolyn Buffy-Greaves. Now, she's uh, near and dear to our heart, and why is that? Uh, well, she owned Printing Creations in Yorktown for, for 31 30, years, 31 years. Um, and you'll find out when we talk to her, because I bet we'll talk to her a little bit about how, what her transition out of the business was and how that intersects with Farmhouse. As some people know, uh, Angie and I have different backgrounds. Um, and one of those is uh, your church background, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked in our last episode of uh, uh, a little bit about church and, and things like that. But you went on, uh, you amped it up another notch, and you went to a Christian Bible college. Yes, I doubled down on the whole religious experience. And so when I say I went to a Christian Bible college, some people are like, oh, you went to like Anderson University or somewhere like that. No. I did not. My sister went to (laughs) AU. Uh, Not me. I wanted to be a like praise and worship leader, a music pastor, something like that. And I also wanted to be a pastor's wife. So what better place to do that than a Christian Bible college? So I went to... Where you could accomplish both goals. Where I could accomplish both goals. You can find you a youth pastor, man. Yes. And And become, get a degree in church music um, at the same time. So (laughs) I went to a little Bible college that no one's ever heard of. And then I say that and everyone's like, well, what one was it? And I say World Harvest Bible College. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I haven't heard of that. Where's that located at? (laughs) It's in Columbus, Ohio. It's well, it's in the outskirts of Columbus, Ohio, in the middle of some cornfields. But it's not too far away from like downtown Columbus. Like you get there in like half an hour, like OSU, Ohio State University was not that far away and all of that. But my college was maybe 200 people. Um, did, you, did you live on campus? What, well, the, what was the makeup of They it? had dorms, um, but they like were literally in the back parking lot of a mega church, World Harvest Church, okay. run by Rod Parsley. Um, and he was very, very inspirational to the church that I was attending in high school. Um, and so, so he started this Bible college to train young pastors and music ministers and all that kind of stuff. So okay. I was like, I'm going to go there. That's awesome. Now you've told me a story uh, before of uh, while you were there, um, you worked the phone bank. I did. I worked <laughs> the phone. Part of, part of your, you know how like, all right, you go to Ball State, you have to get certain like volunteer hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we had to do that, but then we also had to have phone bank hours. So um, this church was on channel 40 and all those kinds of. Um, Around the country or regional? I think around the country, like okay. people around the country have heard of them and stuff in this kind of circle uh, and stuff sure. like that. So we we were on TV, we we're on Channel Forty, we we're on cable, whatever, all this kind of stuff. So and of course at the bottom, you know, like if you want prayer, call this eight hundred number and we will pray with you. Okay, it's not just monetary. Uh, I'll take your money. Well, we'll take of, your money it, too, but if you need to pray, call me. Call and we will pray. Okay. So <laughs> you would think that you're, <laughs> if you're in a situation where you need to call somebody to pray with you, yeah. you're going to get some experienced, good, maybe some little old ladies who want to pray, or some dudes who are like on they, fire. They've or been whatever. praying for a while. They know. They how know to do how it. to do it. They know what they're doing. Uh, chances are you're probably going to get one of the Bible college kids who are <laughs> eighteen to twenty something years old. Okay. Um. So, yes, we had to work a certain number of hours in the phone bank. And it was my most dreaded time of doing it because I 
I don't know if you know me or not, but I am not a touchy feely person. Yeah. Um, I don't really want to hear people's problems. Um, and I definitely don't like to like pray out loud for other people or whatever. So, but we had to do it in order to graduate. So I did it. Now in college, did you have to take a test, a personality test that, uh, is, is, is that when you took the test that said, uh, you're, you're, you're low on the mercy? No, that was later. In, I mean, I knew it then, but uh, <laughs> I hadn't officially taken a test about it. Okay. But uh, that no, was that later was later, on. later on. But uh, spoiler alert, I got, I scored a one in mercy and that was like a good day. <laughs> so, All right. So, but yeah, I did the, the phone bank and you know what? Some weirdos call that phone bank. No way. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some <laughs> like legitimate, like, they need some help. There are legit people who call and they need help or whatever, but there gotcha. are also weirdos who just want to mess with like Bible college students, I think, or get their jollies just being weird and gross. I'm gonna say the time period you're talking about, you could always uh, there was star sixty nine by that point because when I was growing up, you could uh, you could prank somebody. Oh yeah, you could prank your neighbor and nobody would get caught. But that time, that star, time you could you could really get caught. So. You could get caught, and we had to like take information like what's your name and phone number and stuff like that. But we just had weird, ugh, ugh, just weird people. Okay. <laughs> So, so that's uh that's your volunteer opportunity that you you had at college. Now we've we've talked before about what what, what were some of the rules uh, between boys and girls oh, at yes. the college because right. well, it was co-ed. It was co-ed, but the girls had one dorm and the boys had another dorm. Yeah. Um. And if you thought the rules when I was a kid growing up with no Scooby Doo or Care Bears <laughs> were tough, these were pretty tough too. So we we're all you know eighteen to twenty something year olds. We're all officially like adults, but yeah. Um. No boys were allowed in opposite sex was not allowed in the opposite in the other dorms. Okay, uh, at all. We did have one common area where we had like a TV. Okay. Uh, and there was like Tuesdays and Thursdays for like two hours or something each night. The boys could, the come, boys over. could come over and we could watch movies, but only prearranged, pre-approved movies, a lot of which were Veggie Tales. Uh, for <laughs> what? Well, Veggie. You were 18 to 19 years old. Yeah, but that was like watch- in the late 90s when Veggie Tales oh, was when becoming it was a thing. It was super popular. Gotcha. Um, and so we watched that. I think we watched Princess Bride one time, but that was even a stretch. Like, I'm surprised that was allowed. Now, I got a quick question, though, mm-hmm. about this. So the boys were allowed to come over. Were you allowed to go over to their dorm oh, in absolutely. their common area? No. No. Absolutely That didn't not. exist. That was so not allowed. They could only they come could over. They could come to ours, but and you had to sit. You couldn't sit too close. You couldn't hold hands. You couldn't put your arm around each other. You got to leave room for the Holy Ghost. Uh, What's that mean? A Bible between you? A Bible you? between you. I, you. I've heard you say that before. Yes. And yeah. cracks me up. I know. <laughs> Anybody else who grew up like me knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. I know. I know. <laughs> but yes, leave room for the Holy Ghost. Don't get too close. Uh, we did have some uh, on the outside on our front porch. We had some um, benches and stuff. So the okay. boys could come sit on the, our, the benches and stuff. But again, don't get too close. Leave room for the Holy Ghost. If you were getting too close, then you the girls would get pulled aside and said, hey, I think you are. Yeah, like who was watching you? Who were the? The RAs and the, RAs. the, okay. and the residential director and all that kind of stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So. Did you ever get a talking to? No, because I was so quiet. Nobody thought I would ever do anything bad. So now, I what, was okay. Now, what, what time did you have to be in, uh, in at the dorm? I think curfew at the dorms during the week was 10 o'clock. So 10 o'clock, you have to be there. And on the weekends was 11. Okay. They would lock the doors at curfew. 
what would you do if you were 1103 you know you're like you would have to go next door where the prayer line building was was also the security building okay Uh, so you'd have to go get one of the security guards and they would unlock the door and like note what time you were late and you would it was a dollar a minute every minute you were late did you have to pay right then or did it come out of your account i think you had to pay right then holy cow I never had to pay, so I don't remember. <laughs> I, I was friends with the security guard, so sometimes he might have fudged it a little for me. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so our guest today is retired business owner uh carolyn buffy greaves hi hi hi, hi. buffy good morning how <laughs> good are you guys morning, buffy. and i remember meeting you out on a, um, the soup crawl down by oh. civic theater the first time i'm like oh, that's me that's the man that's that's who that guy is <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining us today thank you for having um, me no problem. Now, now, uh, Angie, I'm going to have you tell the story of Buffy, meaning what she means to Farmhouse Creative. Well, she's very special to Farmhouse Creative. Um, well, I've known Buffy through WIBU and in Business yes. Unlimited. She's one of the founding members um, of the organization, and I'm part of it now, too. Um, and so I met her through the luncheons and got to know her and her business, her printing business as she did and everything. And then one day she came into WIBU and said, guess what? I'm retiring. And I was like, oh, really? What are you doing with all of your clients and your business and all that kind of stuff? So, um, we talked about it. Um, I think we worked it out in like a week or something like that. It was very Mm -hmm. fast. Um, And so I uh, purchased her book of business um, when she retired and took over her clients and all of that. So effectively, we um, expanded the farmhouse by quite a bit. Uh, I think we doubled our... Overnight. (laughs) Overnight. We doubled our client base um, and all of that. And plus all of the records that uh, Buffy keeps, meticulous records of all of her clients and all of their files. And we got... I don't even know how many boxes. We got a computer so and then all these boxes. Of, <laughs> boxes of, of CDs and artwork. And Our back room at the farmhouse, which is in farmland, was just full oh. of paper <laughs> and CDs and, you know, files, CDs, files. And everything. I think you gave us some uh, some sales training uh, stuff yes, from 1982. Yes. yes. <laughs> all, the, all the DVDs and maybe videotapes, I think, yeah. in yeah, there, Yeah, there were some VHSs in there. So. <laughs> I think there were. So, uh, so. So yeah, my kids. When we brought all that home, they were like, "What have you done? What, what happened? Here? What happened to our lives?" Um, yeah. And then we, the next day after we inked the deal, Matt and I, we took all the kids to Disney World for yeah. vacation. So <laughs> we do everything all at the same time here. Yes. The Rest of the year we didn't do anything. I know, but, but hey, those, those, that that two weeks was kind of crazy. It was so. crazy, <laughs> and I was in a civic show at the Muncie yep. Civic. We closed that out. We inked our deal. We went on vacation. We kind of went crazy, so yeah. it's okay. <laughs> but it's been great ever since. It has it's been, been great, great ever for since. Me too, and I appreciate you well, taking him on. Well, seriously, we, we appreciate it. We're glad we could take care of your clients and so they can get the same service from us was, that they got from you because i was a little concerned where they were going to go mm-hmm. but yeah yeah so we were glad to help take that over for you now tell us about your background there where where'd you grow up at i'm from ohio originally i'm a buckeye I graduated from ohio state um i do bleed scarlet and gray just in case you want to you know <laughs> check me out um family of six kids the oldest 
three brothers, two sisters. Um, what else? moved here with my husband who worked for Mars. Okay. Uh, we weren't married when he started working for Mars, but eventually moved here. Um, pretty much it. I taught Southside. I, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I didn't okay. have the opportunities as a young person because I am older. We you, know, you could be a teacher or pretty much that's it. And now there's so many interesting things out there. It's like, oh, that would have been a good one. Oh, I like knowing about that. So I love to learn. That's good. You went to school for journalism, though, yes, didn't you? Yes, journalism and English education. When when did you uh, start printing creations, though? Like you um, said, you came to Yorktown uh, about, what, about what time? We came to Yorktown in 71, 71. and I worked at the newspaper. Uh, I was a lifestyle editor. Uh, I also did public relations. I filled in for Cheryl Swingley when she went to London for Muslim Community Schools. I wrote some speeches for Marsh. Um, you know, I just have a checkered career. I worked at St. John's in public relations, taught at Southside. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's all of it or not, but and then so what? At Eighty-three. What? I had when I went to college. I worked at this. I worked at the alumni house, and I worked at this little business that owned a building that she did all the printing and all the marketing and everything for all the little business, kind of like the little early collab. Okay. Okay. Cool. So. I got to do that. It was so much fun. Um, and then when I graduated, moved on everything. And the last job that I took at St. John's, I knew it was budgeted for a year. And that's okay. I needed that step if I was ever going to go into business for myself. I needed that area that I was missing it. And um, so I just had a little deal with God. If my job was rebudgeted, it wasn't time to open my business. And if my job was rebudgeted, okay, we had to stay. If it wasn't, go. So my job wasn't rebudgeted, so I... Paid rent, bought equipment, and then my job was rebudgeted. So I never quite knew what God was trying to tell me. So here we are, you know, 31 years later and retired. I guess I must have got him right or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like to micromanage. <laughs> tell us about the early years of opening up the business. Like, what was the, uh, what was that like? Oh, that was really fun. We were in a little room. Uh, seriously, probably not much bigger than what you're in now, with equipment. Uh, I thought I'd done my homework. I went out and surveyed everybody, asked them what they wanted, what they needed. Um, they lied. Um, I did not plan in to go the promotional market business. Okay. I mean, I worked with someone at St. John's in that area, so I had a contact, but I hadn't planned on doing that. Uh, first thing, a realtor wanted some pins. Okay, fine, so call your contact. Um, the next thing was that I hardly knew my typesetting equipment. I was still taking lessons, and I had to do this big Lions Club booklet for over towards Pendleton area. Oh, my gosh. So I spent a lot of hours, as in very little sleep. Um, luckily, my business was not that far from my house. But, yeah, I was there many hours where the police would come by and check on me. <laughs> That's the start. But then eventually we moved and got a little bit bigger, and you hire somebody the hours got better but still there'd be projects where all of us it had to be done yeah. at, at your peak how many people worked for you i think i had six or eight um one weekend for a holiday we went up north to visit friends and i was not liking the way the business was going i was tired and i was tired of if you have employees, you know they don't always get along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can be very juvenile. 
And when I go to a conference, we always had one speaker who was an officer who's always said, now go back, first thing you do is fire somebody. I always laugh, I'm like, oh, that's how cruel. <laughs> Um, but literally, I took to the bedroom, and you hear people going to bed and eating bonbons. I took to the bedroom, the rest of them all did their things that weekend. I was like, i got to change something. I'm just so depressed. I'm so tired. And so when I came back, I fired some clients. I fired some staff, and I decided this is my new norm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be this big. I don't want those headaches. I don't want to deal with this. And so then that was my new plateau. So Very cool. But we did a lot of recruitment um, ads and stuff like that for Stoops um, Trucking Company at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, that was a whole segment. Doing a lot of printing for a lot of different people. Uh, if we planned on printing just for your time, we would have never stayed in business. Mm-hmm. So we had to go into Muncie. But since, like you, I'm out in the boonies, I was at the time right. you were originally, you have to be the face. You have to be in town. You have to be where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, they're going to forget you. Absolutely. Out of sight, out of mind. Yep. I have to say, you, even as a retired person now, oh, you're yeah. still, like, you're everywhere. Everywhere I go, there you are, which but is I great. But I love life. I don't want to sit home and go, oh, what's on TV today? I don't have time for TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even have time to read my books. <laughs> now, other than uh, WIBU, uh, Women in Business, which we'll talk about here in a second, but what other organizations are you uh, involved in or uh, other pursuits? Um, I'm still an ambassador for the chamber, mm-hmm. um, for the Muncie Chamber, Muncie Delaware County. Um, sometimes I go to East Central Indiana. Social, social media, media group? group. Yeah. And the reason why. You're there a lot. It's, it's not like you don't. <laughs> yeah, not like a, every once in a while. Yeah, thing. you're there almost every every month. And sometimes I have no idea what they're saying, but I always learn something in I really don't like people to get my age and not be able to do things. When I was in college, um, we went to visit a roommate in New York on the way up for a tour. And they all left, her family and everything, and we were left to take a shower. Well, you know what? We didn't know how to turn the shower. So we couldn't take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I made my mind, "Uh uh-uh, this stuff is not going to get me. I'm going to learn how to turn on the TV wherever I go, Mm -hmm. take a shower. But I just think that people, they go, I don't want to learn that. I don't know how to do that. Well, no, I don't know how to do it either, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. I just want to remain relevant. What about Road Scholars? Uh, did you do something like yes, a few trips? Yes, we've done some Road Scholars. Uh, they have trips, and they're fun. Um, Tell us about one of them. Well, most recently we went to Savannah, um, and we were there for a week. And you get all kinds of education. And the girls, we have some friends, I have some friends that we travel together often, and we have for years. And so we're always looking for something new and different. So I'm learning about that whole area. And the food, I'm a foodie. I love interesting good food. I love to cook. Um, And then there's also someone whose daughter goes to school there. So I called her up, asked her to go to dinner, because my parents never came to visit me in college, but my roommates, friends, family always did. So dad would come down, I'd have to make coffee for one of my roommates, but he'd make fun of me. But we'd go out to dinner. So I always want to play that forward. If I go anywhere and I know that someone has a son, daughter, whatever, I call them up and take them to dinner. Oh, that's nice. So, something from home. That is very nice. Plus, you're a world traveler. You go all over oh, the place. Yeah. You love to travel. Um, my favorite trip was Cuba. If you've not been to Cuba, it was always on my list. I didn't think I'd make it. Um, I don't know how extensive you can go now. I know you can still go with a boat and get off for a day or two. 
But yes, Chibi was my favorite. Thanks. When did you go? Um, two years ago, three years ago. Because okay. you went like right after they lifted the yeah. the yeah. restrictions and yes. all of that. Yeah. So she, you jumped on that opportunity. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what gets you most excited about life nowadays? That's a good question. No, well, she came up with it. So. Oh my god. I'm just the host. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the co-host. Um, I'm the funny one. <laughs> I don't know. Learning something new, people, a good book. Okay. I belong You're to a book avid club. reader? Oh, I love to read. Just not enough time. In fact, most people would not come up with this, but yesterday morning at breakfast, I said, I got to find more time to read. And then I go, do you think that you read when you go to heaven? Question I'd never, huh. I'm worried about other things in life. <laughs> 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 you know, like are my cat's going to get to go. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, do you think that they have books and someone? Well, you have all eternity. Do, right? I'm sure they have to entertain you. And somehow. somebody else said, "Well, just don't let me have to work in the kitchen." I go, "Oh, we'll have jobs." <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be jobs that make you happy, and all the books that you like, exactly. and that kind of stuff. What is your? Do you have a favorite book? No, the last one I read that'd be my favorite. Okay. Or the one I'm reading now would be my favorite. Your favorite? Because I read and then I forget what I read. I do too. But I can usually tell in a very short time, like, oh, I've already read this book. And Michael's like, no, nobody's ever seen this movie. Oh, trust me, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I am, except for I get halfway through the movie. I'm like, oh, I wait, hate that. I think I've seen this movie before. Yeah, and you can't remember movies. <laughs> for anything. For anything. I remember every movie I've ever watched. And so, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, you watched this about two years ago. And she's like, what? I'm like, no, no. we have not seen this movie. And he's like, yes, we have. <laughs> so. <laughs> what's one thing you've uh you've not done yet that you that you really want to do well i've been turned down on that one <laughs> what's that mean <laughs> <laughs> it means that there is a rose bowl game happening and in college i could never afford to go mm-hmm. and so now i could go but michael doesn't want to go oh so i was hopeful we went to the alumni um uh, Christmas party on Tuesday night and I thought oh maybe all these people talk about going he'll get excited about going he'll change his mind mm-hmm. so on the way home I asked him he goes no I still don't want to go hmm. and I don't have that many Ohio State fans around here that I could you know tag along with they're all going with spouses mm. and my roommates for some strange reason they've all died of cancer mm. isn't that an odd thing that is yeah. odd it's very odd um, since we all lived in the same apartment complex I don't think that we can blame the water and since we're from different parts of the country i don't think we blame where we grew up but that's just very hmm. so i won't be going to the rose bowl game this year probably next year i'll be too old to go but <laughs> that is on my that go. is on my bucket list okay <laughs> i went to the rose parade once oh see spend the night on the on the sidewalk and you throw marshmallows and tortillas at passing cars and stuff i didn't know that but that's good to know in it case is, i get to go all it pack is good those to, there you go it's fun like Thanks i, for would, the inside I tip. would go yeah and the roses they smell like uh, so good are like, you hearing this amazing. michael i know <laughs> michael you should take buffy <laughs> Well, through it all, uh, you've, uh, you're a very positive person. So how do you maintain your positive attitude? That's nice that you say that, and I really try to be positive. But I also see things, the what-if situations. You know, mm-hmm. I don't look at a glass and go, oh, well, we could refill it, or, you know, it's half full. It's like, oh, what if we break it? Do we have another one? You know, <laughs> what can we do? Where will we get the And so I, so if something happens, I'm ready for it. And okay. I was that way always in business. 
Like, what if somebody doesn't show up to work? Or what is this piece of equipment? You know, you, you always have to have a backup plan. If you're doing service, mm-hmm. you have to have something happening. <laughs> right. Because your clients don't care. No, they don't want to hear your excuse. They don't want to know your equipment broke or this person you know, is in the hospital. No. They just know they have a function today and you've got to have your stuff for them. Right. Yeah. And that's it. How would you describe your purpose in life, though? To leave the world better than it was when we came. Okay. To make people feel uh, wanted, uh, welcomed, loved, involved, part of. I hate when you go someplace and there's somebody sitting by themselves mm-hmm. and nobody else sit with them. No, no, we're, gonna, we're not going to be a clique. Uh-uh. We're going to go over and put out the hand. And that's what I learned a real long time ago. I worked on a newspaper in Ohio and I covered the same clientele that I went to school with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't go do that. And they, oh, yes, you can. I go, I'm shy. No, you're not. All you have to do is suck it in, and when you ring that doorbell and the door opens, slip that hand out there and slap that smile on your face and say, hi, I am. Well, after a while, you are. If you keep doing it, that's what it is. So Mm. that's what I've done. The thing I failed the most is I don't have enough patience, and particularly with my husband. He's such a nice guy, and I don't have patience. You don't have the patience? No. He just doesn't, he doesn't have a sense of urgency. Like you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you think that's what's kept you together for so many years? Oh, yeah. Opposites attract. And he's such a nice person. If I would have married anybody else, they would have divorced me, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I tell that to everybody. It's the truth. Yeah. But he's a kind-hearted, gentle person, and he just lets me go. <laughs> what's the biggest piece of advice you would give us as we move forward uh, with our company? Definitely the sense of urgency, definitely the attention to detail, Mm. Um, and try to have a sense of humor with it. I think we've got that (laughs) down. I think we we have that part down. (laughs) The people here in this office, they're always like, uh, our other office mates, sweet mates, they're always like, we just hear you guys laughing from your office all the time. We don't know what you guys do in there. I'm like, you might not want to know. That's right. But that, that, I think that would be it. A lot of people go into business, they have no idea what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They don't have any goals. Um, you don't have to have written goals that are elaborate, but just like, you know, what do you want to do for the next month, the next year, whatever. It's kind of like, you know, I have the same thing. I want to read like 30 books this next year. I sort mm-hmm. of still have a list of goals. If I fail, I fail. But if I don't have it, then I'm never going to make it. You don't have anything to work towards. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You don't know what you're looking, uh-uh. working towards. As most of you know, Angie and I work together uh, in a uh, small confined space known as the farmhouse office. You, the, you make it sound Rob, like it's a CAFO or something. It's a Roberts <laughs> Hotel. There's four of us in there. There's uh, uh, our project manager, Amy. Uh, we also have Candace um, right now. And uh, Angie and I, of course, are in there. Uh, so it's a, a, it's a smaller space. It's a smaller space. And there's four of us in there working together. Um, so some, And two of us are married. Yes. <laughs> 
Which has to be awkward for at least two of them. Well, maybe. Sometimes uh, Amy might get to hear us uh, bicker a little more than she probably would like to. <laughs> but I think we're okay. But a lot of people ask me when they yes. see me, they're like, how is it, like, how do you work with your husband? Like, I, they say, I could never do that. And I say, well, I could have never done this with my first husband, which we'll talk about in other podcasts. <laughs> other podcasts. Uh, but this husband, it works out pretty okay. Um, but I think it's also, we have the relationship where we can just be like, you are driving me crazy. Yes, we are very honest with each other because I think, we, again, our, our first rounds, uh, there was a lot of dishonesty and and just, just not good. Just not good, yeah. And so now we've both approached this relationship as, well, I'm going to tell you, you stink, go away. Yeah, <laughs> so. go take a shower you're, or stop talking. And usually it's Matt telling me, stop talking to me. Um, headphones are very important in our office. Yes. Um, Without like, those, I don't think we could survive. No, so. I don't think we could either. We have an Alexa, uh, uh, you know, uh, one of those smart speakers in the office. And so uh, we take turns, um, you know, throwing music at it. And so our music selections are are varied and different. Uh, That's true. When I get my hands on it, it's 90s, like Snoop Dogg and gangster rap and things like that. Yes, I'm more of a, uh, a rocker, so I'm uh, I'm playing some classic rock or something like that. And then Candace. Candace gets on it. And it's she, Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé <laughs> or like musicals. And then she'll sit over there and like sing to like Les Mis or whatever. And, yes, it's very funny. And then we're all like, we got to change this. <laughs> this. This is where the headphones come into play. And then Amy, she's just kind of a, a middle of the road. She's like, ah, play some jazz play this and when we play some 90s grunge you can like see her see it in her eyes she's like oh I, like I like this so it's fun but it does take um takes some getting used to living with someone working with someone um and do we do we drive uh, uh the same car here no what? we don't i mean we could because we live at the same house and we're coming to the same office but, but we do not on we purpose. don't on purpose because two reasons one we need that time to be away from each other to like decompress so i can listen to podcasts he can listen to terrible uh, 98 9 the bear 98 9 the bear or like stupid rush or limball i don't know why you listen to i also listen to ipr so and i can IPR. get both sides of the story i know so matt and does both that them are, well they're both on <laughs> both sides so whatever so we need that time away from each other to yes. kind of decompress get like so the farmhouse is actually 20 20 25 minutes away yeah. over there in farmland indiana uh, we're actually three miles in the country. Yeah, we're not even in the booming metropolis of farmland. We're out in the country. And this is where uh, Farmhouse Creative started, though. Yeah, started in a bedroom. Um, our How old was she then? Probably 14. Yeah, Maddie, 13 14. 13, 14. She had a bedroom, and I commandeered a corner of it and made it Farmhouse Creative's space. Um, since then, we've grown. We still use that office at home if we're like working the night shift or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but now we're here in Muncie, so we use that time to kind of uh, decompress from each other, um, prepare for the day or whatever. Plus, secondary, we, neither Matt and I, like to be beholden to someone else and their schedule and their whims. Yes. So, like... I don't like to say, hey, it's like Matt, where are you going today? another layer of logistics you don't Ugh. want to deal with. No, because we deal with logistics at home. We deal with logistics at the office. Like, I don't need to coordinate when you're going to lunch, when I'm going to lunch, and who's got a meeting where, and which networking group we're involved in today or whatever. So yeah. it just works out better if we both drive our own, our own vehicles. I agree.
Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. Find us on Instagram at goneboss2k and search Facebook for Good Girl Gone Boss and you'll find us there. If you like what you hear today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Boss.